It's time for the Stock Car Show on the Performance Motorsports Network. Powered by the staff at Race Chaser Online. Your motorsports, your way, every day. And now, here's your host, Tom Baker. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another evening of motorsports conversation as we kick off our stock car show presented by HMS Motorsport. I feel like this is about the time where we need somebody in the corner that's holding up the applause sign. Nobody, nobody would applaud for us. Even if we were holding it up, they wouldn't applaud. We'll get for some, us, maybe not. For you? <laughs> we'll get some fake applause some, at some point. Just uh, have Randy hit a button. Anyways, back to our motorsports uh, show that we were trying to get underway here. But, but comic relief. And yes. because Allie's back. When does the comedy start? <laughs> out yes okay so we we i'm gonna keep control of the show aware of the other, at least <laughs> yeah, for a minute right. or two my name is tom baker next to me is jacob sealman from speed sport next to jacob is the venerable ellie boulet who's who been is, gone for a couple weeks yes now we she's welcome back. her back but, but now we have an amazing guest and we do have an amazing guest and i i am like really excited i get to say this for the very first time 2019 Gander Outdoors Truck Series rookie Anthony Alfredo. That's, it sounds pretty good. That has, a, that has a really that nice ring to it. That has a good ring to it. Really, yeah. really good. And uh, of course, um, in front of us, behind the glass, is Randy Miller, who uh, punches all the right buttons on the audio side. And of course, uh, also, we have Chris Murdoch on the video side over in the tech shed as well. And uh, we welcome. Richard Eastman to our chat as we uh, get things kicked off on our Facebook Live portion of the show as well. And so we are talking motorsports here. And yeah, okay, we're going to talk all things NASCAR and Daytona and Clash and probably fight and argue a little bit, but we're going to do that a little later. We got Nick Groot from motorsport.com coming on the program in the second hour. So we'll, uh, start getting into that conversation as we go but want to start with an announcement that actually came out jacob about uh -huh. indycar and, and touch on this for a minute because i was really surprised pato award who was unequivocally or unequivocally i guess is the way to say yes, it. yes that is the correct word in my opinion the show at when when he last ran an IndyCar, getting as high as third, the only time he was supposed to have a full season ride with Harding Steinbrenner, and now he got no full season ride. Nope, he's he been given the boot. Got no ride. What do you make of this? <laughs> well, it, it depends on how many people you want to, you want me to piss off with my opinion. Well, I mean, it is our show after all, so state your opinion. I'll probably agree with you. Dear Harding Steinbrenner, you let the best pure talent in the IndyCar field get away, all because you couldn't get up off your butts, at least this is the way I understand it, and find a few more dollars. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> I scared Allie. Sorry, it's Allie. About, it's about but my take, too. In all seriousness, WTF, guys... Pato Award is by far the strongest young talent that's come into IndyCar, I would argue, maybe in the last 10 years. I know that's a big statement. It is a big statement. But I, I've watched IndyCar that long, and 
I've seen a lot of young kids come in and go. And Pato Award has more raw talent, in, in my eyes, than anybody else that's come along in this decade. He's quick, he's very smart, and he just wheels the crap out of a race car. And the fact that we couldn't find sponsor dollars to be able to put him where he should be, which is in a full-time IndyCar ride, is an absolute travesty. It's a crying shame. And by God, I hope he takes his his $1.1 million in scholarship money from winning the Indy Lights title last year, goes somewhere, and just absolutely, no offense, Colton Herta, destroys the Harding car in the races that he's able to run this year because I feel like that would be a little bit of justice for this situation. It's just a bad deal. We're three weeks out four weeks out, I guess, from the start of the IndyCar season, he's not going to find a full season ride at this point. That's just not realistic unless $2 million materializes out of thin air, which you and I both know, unless you win the lottery, that's not well, happening. I mean, it, it could happen. Here, but, here's, here's, uh, here's my deal with this. Sorry, I'm frustrated I with this. I wouldn't feel so bad about it if it weren't for the fact that this deal was done. I mean, if if... Uh -huh. If you hadn't signed him and basically made the announcement and, you know, I, I don't understand how you do that. And then at the 11th hour, suddenly realize that you can't fulfill your part of the bargain because you can't find motor money for, from for Honda. Um, I'm just disappointed in the way he was dealt with here. I think that in all honesty, you know, when you when you talk about this in the offseason and you put the two of them together and it looks like it's going to be a huge deal. Uh -huh. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, sorry, kid. You know, we Colton's our boy and we can only do one. So good luck. Um, yep. That's that to me is kind of, you know, dirty pool. And um, I'm I'm with you. I hope he finds another ride and I hope he shows uh, shows Harding Steinbrenner what they missed out on, because I do think he's an extremely talented kid um and and i really honestly think that he's yes. got a shot at winning one of the three races if they if actually yeah if not well if he's gonna run three yeah you know i think he's got a shot at winning one of the three even with as little experience in the car as he has mm -hmm. yeah and, and just because he has little experience in an indy car doesn't mean he has li li little right. experience across motorsports let's keep in mind in the last two years Pato Award won seven races to win the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship in 2017. And last year, he won nine races to yeah. win the Indy Lights Championship. This kid is supremely talented in every division he's ever set foot in. He proved it by going out qualifying fifth and finishing top ten at Sonoma. Yep. I mean, he, like I said, ridiculous raw talent. Yeah, I agree. And I think that... Uh I think it's going to be really interesting. He should have his pick of opportunities, I think, for at least the three races he has funding for because mm -hmm. there are teams out there who could field an extra car for the at least those three races. I have to believe he'll get an opportunity to run possibly St. Pete, but for sure the two races at Indy during the month of May and maybe one other one if he doesn't I get to run I, I said St. Pete the Grand Prix and the 500. We know the 500's guaranteed. 
that's without question. The other two races are kind of up to driver's discretion. Yeah. And you have to believe St. Pete will happen. Well, I agree. And, uh, you know, and, and Brett Guzik in our chat also saying the most talented, probably the most talented in the last five years. I agree with that. Other than... Uh, maybe to say Zach Veach because I I really believe Zach didn't uh, see I I don't I, I, sorry this is gonna I'm gonna explain this not quite the way I intend it it's not that I don't believe Zach's extremely talented because I believe that he is I just believe Pato of the young crop that's come in the last few years has the most raw talent. Well, out of all of them. I, I feel think, like Zach's kind of been an acquired talent in the IndyCar series. I think Pato is more like, in a sense, in terms of just hitting the button, I think Pato yes. would be more like a Sage Karam, where Zach Veach is very methodical, and he's not going to come out as strong, per se, but you see what Fair. he did last year. Fair. Once I you know, it's it's just the difference between somebody who's more right foot than brain and somebody who's more brain than right foot. And I think Pato, not that I'm saying he's not extremely intelligent because he showed that he, he, he was and he is, but I think he's just one of these, you know, get in the car and hit you know, hit the pedal and and, and he's gonna either checkers or wreckers. That's his natural instinct. And he proved quickly last year in his first attempt that the qualifying effort wasn't a fluke because oh, he ran no. up front for a good portion of yes, that race. Yes, he did. So, yeah. So, we'll see where that goes. But a uh, very interesting development and not one that was expected. With that, we close the book on IndyCar for a little bit. We turn back to the stock car show, or in yes. this case, well, we can't even say stock truck, can we? The no, hang on. No, if you're going to do it right, you got to say you got to say it like the kids say it. Correct me if I'm wrong here, Anthony. Nas trucks. I hear people. I hear people make, make that. Nas trucks. Yeah, <laughs> Justin Haley. Okay. Going Nas trucking. Yeah, Nas trucking. <laughs> well, you're going Nas trucking. Yep. You're not going Nas trucking at Daytona, unfortunately. No, I wish. But you're you're going to go Nas trucking at Atlanta. But you're going to Daytona, right? Yes. Talk a little bit about what you're thinking about. What is your role going to be at Daytona? I wish my role was driving the truck, but <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, too, but I couldn't get approved for you're that. You're going to get to watch your boss. Yes, yeah, so I get to watch my uh, boss, team owner, David Gillen, drive the 17 truck this weekend, which is what I'll be in the following week at Atlanta. But I'm looking forward to going just because uh, I actually tried to go to the ARC race last weekend, but because of the weather, I didn't want to risk it getting moved to Sunday because I'm still in college and got classes and tests and all that stuff going on. But I was at the ARCA test just because Todd Gillen, David's son, who uh, is basically my teammate when he runs stuff for DGR, right. has the same crew I get to have at the racetrack with me this year. So I tagged along just to start building the bond and chemistry with them. And that's kind of what going to Daytona this week is all about for me, just to get to know everybody better, see how they operate before we even get there and do our own thing with me driving. We already know each other and have a little bit of a better understanding of how we all operate. So it just allows me to get a better feel for what they want and you know, they could feel me out a little bit more, get to know me better, which I, I think they have a pretty good understanding already. I've been in the shop so much, and we're all pretty friendly, which is great, you know, because it hasn't even started yet. So to build that bond early is, is really beneficial. If only Anthony had some enthusiasm, huh? We're going to yeah. talk more with with young Master Alfredo and, of course, Nick DeGroot coming up a little later in the show as well from motorsport.com. Back with more Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety, right after this. 
You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, I'm Tyler Reddick, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Hey, 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 guess what? That kid locked into the Daytona 500 on yes, Sunday. Yes, he did. He sure did. We need to talk about that later. Sure did. We can do that. Well, we're, we're going to talk to Anthony Alfredo some more right now. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport. And also want to say, pay a special nod to... Uh, both Strutmasters and MyComputerCareer.edu, who are part of our Race Chaser media family as well. Anthony, um, you've got uh, an opportunity to get behind the wheel of the truck for the first time in, in, in a race in Atlanta. Now, you've tested there. Talk a little bit about what it was like to actually go down to Atlanta Motor Speedway and crawl inside the truck and fire it up and drive it onto the racetrack. 
It was surreal, honestly. And I, and I feel like I say this every year, you know, Tom and I have known each other for a while. For those of you who don't know, as well yeah. as Jacob, and we, you know, we do this every year. It's uh-huh. you know, beginning, middle, and end. It seems, and the beginning of the year, I always feel like I, I say how blessed I am because I've been very fortunate to continue to move up the ladder. And I, I, we always sit here and I go, it's crazy, you know. I didn't expect this last year, and this I really didn't expect. <laughs> I mean, this is the first step of the national level. This is just something we all dream of as racers, and you can only imagine what that means to me. And I'll say. The coolest part was probably, unfortunately, my mom couldn't make it to the test. It was my sister's birthday that weekend, so happy birthday, Brianna. And my dad came down for it. So we were standing up on top of the hauler just watching. Uh, Harrison Burton was out there testing, and we, we hadn't made a run yet. And we're just looking, and I'm, I look at my dad, and I go, this is insane. I'm like, we're, <laughs> like, we're at Atlanta, and you know I'm running a NASCAR Gander Outdoors truck. You know We're going to race here in a few weeks. And he's – he had done the Richard Petty experience there, you know, years back. And he goes, when I did the Richard Petty experience here years ago as a race fan, and for those of you who don't know as well, you know, my family's not, you know, I'm not, I don't have any relatives who race, nothing like that. So my dad did that as a fan. And he's like, never would I expect my own son to be here, like racing here. You know what I mean? And for, I think just like for us as a family, my siblings, my parents, and my cousins, even all my friends, they all support me so much. So it means a lot to all of us. It's a huge experience, like huge opportunity. And just to experience that in my life at such a young age is really cool and something that's hard to put into words. So I just want to make everybody that supports me proud this year. How did the test go? It went fantastic. I, I'd say it went better than I expected and probably than some of the crew guys expected. I think... I adapted really quickly and we were able to focus on making the truck faster and not so much me just getting comfortable the whole time and figuring out the line or figuring out how the truck drives. We kind of just, I picked it up pretty quickly and I was fortunate enough to be able to go to Toyota simulator to try to get me prepared for it, you know, cause that's the closest thing to real life seat time you can get. So that definitely helped with that. And like I said, we were able to make the most out of the test and focus on just getting faster. Do you, was it, how did it compare to what you expected when you went down there? Honestly, it it drove way better than I expected. The trucks handle really well. They have so much downforce and just the big spoilers, the tall windshields. They're really fast, but they handle really well. And don't get me wrong, I already know that around other trucks, they're out of control that because next. that's the thing is they're, they drive alone, they drive so well because of the way they are aerodynamically. Well, they're so aerodependent that when you're around other trucks that take some of that air away, they're one of the hardest things to drive. So that's going to be a whole nother learning curve for me. That restarts is a lot for me to learn. And Unfortunately, those things I could really only learn in the actual race. But as far as single car runs and stuff in the test, I feel like that all went really well. And you're on a track. You'll start on a track that's as smooth as a cheese grater. <laughs> yeah. It, you, so I, I'm big in a short track racing. And obviously, you guys know me from late mall racing yep. originally. And Myrtle Beach is one of my favorite Thank tracks. Thank you. I was going to bring and, that up. And I love I love moving around and finding grooves and, and sliding around. And let me just say, Atlanta on old tires is like Myrtle Beach at 180 <laughs> miles per hour. Yeah. It is insane. It's so fun. So – Somewhere on one of those computers back there is actually a recording of a radio call that you and Tom did a few yes. years ago at yes. Myrtle Beach uh, for a Southeast Limited race. You won a Southeast Limited race at Myrtle Beach, didn't you? Greenville. Greenville. It wasn't Myrtle Beach. What yeah. Myrtle? Well, Greenville's another cheese grater. Yeah, so. No, that happened because he was running in the Friday That's portion right. of, the, of the event, and we so he... 
I asked him if he wanted to come up and do radio with me on Saturday. Um, I think it was the, vice versa. Was I think I, I raced around. the pro race on okay, Saturday, so the, I did the, the challenger, challenger race. Challenger on Friday, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. and so uh, definitely – um, that was a lot of fun, and you really adapted well. Thank you. You're a natural at this. Okay, so uh, we have a question from our chat um, that says, can Anthony tell us about his Racing with Fans program? And oh, absolutely. So somebody, I love it. Somebody didn't know I was going to the social media bit eventually, but tell us about that, and then tell us about Beyond the Helmet, because those are two really cool things that you do on social. I appreciate that. Yeah, I try to just do a lot of unique things, and – not even that. I just obviously the fans and everyone who supports me are kind of what makes this possible, and the sport wouldn't exist without them. So I try to do as much as I can for them and show show them how much I appreciate it by kind of giving back. I do what I call racing with fans, which is where I live stream on a social media platform called Twitch, where I do play video games and all sorts of stuff, and I actually race with my fans on NASCAR Heat, the video game for Xbox One. And I also do it on iRacing, which is really cool because that's, you know, pretty realistic. But not everybody have iRacing setups and can do that. So that's why I do it on an Xbox. And we have a blast. It's so much fun. We play for hours. It's every Wednesday at 8 o'clock when I'm home. Obviously, this week I won't be around. I'll be at Daytona. But I do that regularly on Wednesday nights. And uh, Wednesday afternoons, I upload to my YouTube channel, Beyond the Helmet, which is more of a daily vlog type thing about what a day in the life of a NASCAR driver is kind of like that on a – you know, middle of the week basis, not necessarily on race weekend. So kind of just take it through my day going to college and the race shop and just getting stuff done. And we have a lot of fun with that as well. And I'm trying to branch out to not strictly vlogs, but some other stuff too. And I actually made a race day vlog last season before I started Beyond the Helmet. And I plan on doing those again this year as well when I have time. It'll be a little bit tougher with the truck stuff, but I know people really enjoyed that as well. Where'd you get that title, Beyond the Helmet? Because I think that's really perfect for that well a, a lot of people make the comment when they interview you who is just you know i'll use myself for example who is anthony alfredo behind the helmet so i just try to use a different word and go beyond the helmet with me because that's really what it is going beyond the helmet you know who am i away from the racetrack what do i do when i'm not at the racetrack and that all ties into honestly what i do on twitch and live streaming video games and playing with my fans and doing mm -hmm. all cool stuff like that and i really enjoy it and there's a lot of people who enjoy you know enjoy those uh I don't know what you'd call them, I guess, series I have. So it's been a lot of fun. It's actually grown, you know, to become pretty big so far. And, and it's really cool to see someone ask about it because that means a lot to me that it's getting its exposure that I've always hoped for. Well, I'll ask you, being a, a one of the younger generation that's coming up into the sport, how important do you feel like it is in your position for the fans to get to know some of you guys away from just what they see on TV? Oh, it's huge because – you know, in my opinion, I've I've always looked up to a lot of race car drivers growing up, right? And Dale Jr. is probably one of my biggest mentors, role models, role models to me because he shares so much of his personal life away from the racetrack. And there's a big difference between who you are at the racetrack. Sometimes, yes, you know, for some people, I'm I'm kind of the same. But obviously, the race week it's all about racing. Like I can't really show my interests away from racing or what mm -hmm. I do during the week and stuff like that. So that's kind of what inspired me to do that and share that with the people who had already supported me because. You know, there's a lot of common interests I have with my fans that I've kind of discovered and they've discovered. It's not just 
they like racing and maybe I'm their favorite driver or something, but now I like sneakers and, oh, I like sneakers too, you know, and they like to see pictures of my, the shoes I wear, or maybe they want to play video games with me because they like video games too. And we could both play racing games because mm-hmm. we like racing, stuff like that. And it's just been really fun and enjoyable for all of us. So there's been kind of a, a I'll call it a buzzword, um, if you will, the last few weeks. Obviously, the Toyota Driver Development Program has been around for a while, and you get to kind of see that uh, from within DGR Crosley. Now, I know the buzzword when Chevy announced their Driver Development Program a couple weeks ago was brand building. And I feel like as we're having this discussion about getting to know you behind the helmet, that certainly comes into play. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a big thing. Obviously, I'm, I'm trying to grow myself. I don't have a, a family history in racing. I'm, I'm from the North. I'm not really from around here. And there's a lot of things that kind of make me considered an outsider to some. <laughs> so to try and build my own brand has been fun. But to be honest with you, I don't do it just because I'm trying to make myself popular. So I do it because the things I'm doing are things I thoroughly enjoy. I love mm. video games. So I figured why not play with the people who support me? I always wanted to pick up YouTube because there's a lot of YouTubers I love watching ever since I was little, and I I always wanted to do it. So I go, now's my shot. You know what I mean? I can make videos about uh, my life for my fans, and and it's just been a lot of fun. You know what's funny is you call yourself an outsider, but you know who else was considered an outsider? From the north, Joey Logano. Joey Logano. Yep. And he just won a cup championship. There are some who would still like to consider him an outsider, but that's the, we digress. You have a, we have a, a bit of a you have a heckler in our uh, in our chat right now. Um, Rod from Florida says we're going to sell his shoe collection and run four more races. <laughs> well, it's not worth that much. I, 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 hey, if it was worth that much, I'd I be wearing the cheapest i would be wearing flip-flops to the racetrack <laughs> but it's not unfortunately i wish i wish trust me if but but he does like shoes what shoe size are you oh i'm a nine and a half to ten depending okay so anybody out there that's got a cool pair of shoes anthony anthony is a shoe collector yep so yep. tweet tweet at me or send me instagram yeah. dms i'd yeah. love to see pictures S- send them your shoes uh and also if you're interested in participating in racing with fans just shoot me a dm on instagram and i'll share the share how you can compete with us and it's a lot of fun have you ever been beaten by oh, a fan ev- literally i've won probably three times and i've done really? it probably <laughs> five times yeah nascar heat three i am telling you these kids that i play with are professional NASCAR <laughs> racers. And uh, not the crazy part is only like two of the guys I've been playing with use a steering wheel. Like most of them use controllers, which is even harder. And that wow. and that's what I use because my steering wheel stuff's hooked up for iRacing. I can't get it to my Xbox. And it's already hard enough on a controller and they're somehow so good. I <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Maybe you're just bad at this. I, I probably am just bad. <laughs> but I see for me too, like the the physics are so different in that compared to real life right. like iRacing. So iRacing, I'm a little bit better, better. but um, there was actually one time I did on iRacing and these guys wanted to race legend cars and I finished like dead last. I was so bad in them because I've never driven a I legend was gonna car say, in you iRacing. Ne- you never dri- well, I, well, in iRacing, I've never done yeah. it and it's even more different than that. It it's was like, it was a disaster. I was going to say, I didn't think you drove a legend's car yeah. in real life to begin I, with. I should change the title. <laughs> Beating a NASCAR driver, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fans beating NASCAR driver. Better, That's what, that, are it might you better have to than a NASCAR yeah. driver? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, kind of like you being a musician and playing Garage Band. Yeah, and bit. everyone destroying. I've been you. a drummer for you know forty plus uh, years, and 
and, and and you pull up a song on GarageBand that I know how to play, and it's actually a bad thing if you play it correctly because in GarageBand it's not about that. It was I was terrible at that, so I know what you mean. It's yeah, a completely different deal. When you it's hilarious. Like I said, that. it's just for fun. Well, <laughs> the way I did it the first time was was like best two out of three, and the fan and I each pick a track, and then yeah. if it goes to a third round, like we just do something random. But then so many people want to do it now that we just all race together. So we have like 10 people in a single race, which is way more fun, I think. Oh, yeah, we all just great. race each other and that's awesome. we do it for a couple hours. We'll have more with uh, Anthony Alfredo as we continue with the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders of motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. We will be right back. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schrope Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, is a lung disease that robs people of their ability to breathe. 
As many as 24 million Americans suffer from COPD, also known as chronic bronchitis or emphysema, and half of them don't know they have the disease. If you or someone you love is over 35 and has smoked more than 100 cigarettes in their lifetime, visit driveforcopd.org and take the screener, then take that to your doctor. I'm Jeff Stoltz, and I drive for COPD. Hi, I'm Ben Rhodes, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network, the voice of motorsports. Oh, Welcome back to the Sock Car Show, and we finally, we, we've been playing that re-entry the last bunch of weeks and been, been saying, Dear Ben Rhodes, when are you going to tell us what you're doing for this year? Well, now we know Ben Rhodes officially back with Thor Sport to run another full season of trucks where did you see that it wasn't from thor sport well let's just say that the information that we have tells us that he should be back and likely will be back with thor sport but we'll see i mean that's hey i do know one i do know one thing officially from thor sport today they're hiring for engineers they're, they're hiring I, i'm not engineers. Quali- i'm not qualified but they're hiring okay so thor wait Sport's don't we know engineers, an engineer and we believe we believe we believe that Ben Rhodes is going to be, it should be Ben Rhodes, it should be Matt Crafton, it should be Johnny Sauter. Yeah, as if we 13, haven't, as if that hasn't been rumored for three Graham weeks. And Graham Finger, and then um, it, it looks like Myatt Snyder for perhaps a part-time effort there. Yes, kind of part-time fifth track. What we're expecting, so um, hopefully that is true. Um, but uh, again, welcome back to the Stock Car Show. Tom Baker, Jacob Seelman, Ali Belay, and we've got both Chris Murdoch and Randy Miller Manning controls in the tech shed. And we've got Anthony Alfredo on set with us here at the Race Chaser PMN Studios in North Carolina. And we're talking trucks. Uh, Justin Sullivan in our chat says, I'll rub some paint with him on Wednesday. NASCAR heat still sounds fun. Absolutely. So, Talk about how does, if there's anybody listening or watching that wants to race with you, how does that happen? So really just follow me on Instagram at Anthony, letter F, Alfredo. Had to throw my middle initial in there because my name was taken. But yeah, you could shoot me a DM and I'll send you like the rules to enter. It's really, anyone can play. It pretty much just tells you you need to have an Xbox One with NASCAR Heat 3 and follow my Twitch channel, which is Alfredo underscore plays. And if you follow that, that's where I live stream the event. So even if you're not going to play, it's fun to watch, you know, because you can see me get beat up by some of my fans <laughs> in iRacing or NASCAR Heat 3. So it's a lot of fun. We have a blast, and I'm happy to have as many as we can of you guys competing. So here, here's my smart question because I've known you a while, but I actually didn't know the answer to this. What does the F stand for other than we know Francis. your middle name? I was going to guess that, Francis. No, no, you weren't. Yeah, yes, really? it was Anthony. Frank. Yeah, Italian. It's kind of okay. Kind of, fair. <laughs> yeah. If I'd have made, if I'd have, if I'd have thought the Italian you connection, I might have come up. I wonder with if that. fast pasta would have been available. <laughs> <laughs> I know half the people okay, know so you anyway. Did you see? You have to look at my social media. Just the other day, I posted. I have for my uh, Twitch channel subscribers get exclusive 
subscriber badges next to their name and you can use emotes like which are emoticons that are customized i have my own emotes now you can use in the chat and one of them is literally a cartoon version of me eating pasta i saw <laughs> that the other day coolest thing like i, I saw that we're getting merchandise for this year and i think i have to do a t-shirt with that on it it would yes. be so cool what you should do is you and Huffman, you and Landon Huffman should get together and do a T-shirt with all of the names he's had for you. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's that crazy. might it would take look two like days. The back, it would look like a concert tour. Like, you know, in like <laughs> yeah. 2018 tour, it has all the yeah. releases. For me, it'd be like all the different names Landon's come For those with. who don't know what we're talking about, Landon actually spotted for Anthony yes. last year and uh, was, was having a lot of fun coming up with variations on the fast pasta. Let's do Italian nickname ideas. and some Always mm-hmm. different. Downright oh, funny. it's fun. Downright so, funny. I want to go back. We actually had a clip from you on uh, PMN last week from the DGR Crosley Open House that I got a chance to go to, and you and I were talking by – I didn't notice a truck with your name on it on the shop floor. Not wrapped yet. Not, not wrapped yet. Uh, sad face. Anyway, so we were talking about trucks and getting ready to go, and I think every single DGR Crosley driver ended up being in the building throughout the course of the day. I'm going to pick your brain about one of them while we talk about the series that you were in last year because, actually, you have a couple of teammates that are in the K&N race that's running as this show is airing live. So what's your impression of the K&N lineup that DGR Crosley's got this year between Tanner Gray and Drew Dollar, who, by the way, just happens to be leading at the current time? Well, I think it's awesome. DGR has been pretty much the most dominant team in K&N since they first started with Todd Gillen driving – uh, three years ago, really, but you know, uh, two years ago when he had Chase Purdy and Todd Gillen driving, they were both basically first and second almost every week. And then last year, Tyler Dipple and Tyler Ankrum were really good. Tyler Ankrum won the Canaan East title and won four races. Mm-hmm. And then this year, you see us leading with Drew Dollar and Ty Gibbs and Tanner Gray are also in the race. So I think it's a pretty good lineup for tonight. I think. I have a good feeling one of them's going to win it. Drew is new to the to the full-bodied stock car oval racing, but he's doing a phenomenal job leading up front. It's the place you want to be. And then Ty has a lot of experience testing with Joe Gibbs Racing in the ARCA stuff. And Tanner came from doing over 200 miles per hour in a dragster, closer to 300 miles an hour. So I feel like he could handle the speeds. He's just got to learn to turn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he, he just turns had, at the end turns, of the Turn left, yeah. Tanner. Turn left. Yeah. Um, What's the, so to transition back to what you're doing from that, um, you've had the chance to test. What are some of the differences you felt between the K and N car, which you ran last year, and the truck? I'd say the downforce of the truck makes them handle a lot differently, mostly just because they have more grip and a lot of side force. It just you can feel the grip you have underneath you, and like I mentioned previously when other trucks are around you stealing some of that air that's necessary to help the truck handle properly, they could be a handful, which I have yet to experience, unfortunately, but they drive, like I said, a little bit better alone. Mm-hmm. I know in traffic, they're going to be harder to drive, but I, I'd compare them more to the ARCA cars and the k cars because they actually run the same motors. So as far as the, the engine comparison, it's the same, really. Just the big difference is the bodies and the aerodynamics of them. It's it's going to be interesting, I'm sure, for you. Do you, uh, you haven't officially announced your entire schedule yet, um, but can you tell us anything beyond Atlanta that you're going to be doing? Yes, I can say, I should have it out this week. So stay tuned for that, and uh, you know, stay posted. We'll have a full 13 race schedule out for you guys, and we're hoping we can add 
more races because we're open to do that as long as we get you know some more support from our partners and maybe some new partners coming on board. But after Atlanta, we'll be going to Vegas and okay. Texas. And then I will say the three races that aren't mile and a half this year are Gateway, ISM, which is formerly known as Phoenix, Phoenix. And Talladega, which I am pumped about. So That's awesome. that makes that kind of—I mean, Daytona's Daytona, but that, it's still Talladega super take, Talladega takes the sting out of yeah, not running Daytona a little bit. I get to go plate racing. I was going to say because the question I started to ask was, it will be interesting for you, I'm sure, because it—it it seemed to me like where it was heading was that you were going to do mostly the intermediate type yes. mile and a half tracks, and that's the size track that you obviously notwithstanding the two plate tracks, that's the, the size track that you have the least amount of experience on. So was that kind of the plan all along was to concentrate on the mile and a half to build up your experience on those? Or are, are those the tracks that for whatever reason, maybe your sponsors just wanted to go to, what was the plan going into this year? If you had one, about how you chose what tracks you chose. The biggest thing was the experience, like okay. you mentioned. We sat down with David and just kind of talked about the things. And the ultimate goal, you know, as far as our two-year goal right now, is to run full-time in the NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series in 2020. So this will best prepare me for that because, first of all, I get to run 13 races, so just over half the season, which is awesome. And that'll help me be prepared to right. come right out of the yep. gate and compete for a championship next year in a perfect world if we're able to do so. And those 13 races, we tried to prioritize the intermediate tracks, like you mentioned, because those are pretty much where you race the most from right. everywhere, from truck series on up. And they're the hardest places. You know, plate racing is super unique, different than anything else, but there's only two of those a year, or at least in the truck series. So I get to do one of those and kind of learn that. But other than that, the intermediate tracks are just where you fight so much as far as aerodynamics and the speeds, and they're also different. So... The, really, that only leaves you with short tracks, which isn't really necessary for me right now. Obviously, I came from short track racing and late models and the K&N cars last year. That's only a short track schedule. I did run the ARCA race at Kansas, which is my lone mile and a half to start. Um, and like I said before, that's what you need to prioritize, at least in my scenario, just because that's where what you was, race the most. What was that like for you to, to go to Kansas and get on the mile and a half for the first time? Oh, it was crazy. It was so fast and a lot of fun, but it was honestly surprising to me because it really doesn't feel as fast as you'd imagine. I'd say the place that felt the fastest I've ever been is Dover in a K&N car. That would make sense. Yeah, and Dover was one of a few places that we went with the Xfinity and Cup cars and were actually faster than the Xfinity cars. So you really get a sense of speed there, but Kansas and most of the mile and a half are just so big and the straightaways are so long when you're at the end of it, it doesn't feel like you're going that fast until you have someone right on your door right. sucking the air off you and you feel like you're going to spin out <laughs> at 180 miles per hour. But that was great experience. Kind of got my feet wet for this year and that's why we're You ran we're pretty confident. well there too. Yeah, we were running. We actually ran top five I was gonna say, I thought almost top all five. night yeah. and top three with four to go. Or I actually, I think I was third on the restart. And then I, with three, with four to go, I was in fourth, um, trying to pass for third, and the right rear axle flew out of it. So in my mile and a half debut Man. in the ARCA Racing Series, had a top three finish taken away from us. May I? Uh, let's after the break, uh, Jacob will ask Anthony a no, question. No, 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 no. That wasn't at all what I was going oh, to do. Well, okay. Oh, well, I appreciate you. Sorry, you ask me I, 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 I do, ha <laughs> I do have something else to ask you, but that wasn't why I said may I. We'll get to that after the break.
<laughs> we'll be back with more of the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders of motorsport safety, right after this. Everywhere you go, you hear it and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, post it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Tyler Dipple and you're listening to their Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Let the dippling commence here in the studio. Yeah, something like that. Tyler the Dipple ran the ARCA race. What's Girl, funny he did. The two of you were dancing, and Anthony's just like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not much of a dancer. <laughs> no, no, you're not. Anthony's okay. got two right feet. Um, okay, welcome back to the Stock Car Show. I mentioned Tyler Dipple running the ARCA race. We'll talk about that in the second hour with Nick DeGroot. Uh, it was good to see Tyler out there, though, with Kenny Schrader racing. And we continue to talk with Anthony. And before we get back to that, Jacob, you had breaking news, and it happens to relate to what I said earlier about yes, Ben Rhodes. Yes, it does. Hashtag confirmed. We have news and news and news and news. And news. And news. Yes, we have lots of news from yes. the Truck Series entry list. Numero uno, Johnny Sauter. In for Thor Sport Racing in the number 13. They don't have a sponsor listed yet. In fact, there's a lot of trucks on this entry list that don't have sponsors listed yet. How can yet. you even see it? It's so tiny. I can read. Sorry, Allie. I have So Sauter's running the 13. Yeah. Yeah, Sauter's running the 13. Meanwhile, Ben Rhodes 
is in the truck formerly known as 41, now known as 99. It was actually formerly known as 27, formerly known as 41, now 99, right? Yeah. Wasn't he 27 first? He was, tw- he was, I think he was 41, then he was 27, then, then he was, was 41, 41 again, then he- <laughs> and then now he's 99. Man of many numbers. Yeah, really. Ooh. Anyway. Try me. I'm going to be in three numbers this year. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. in the trucks. No, no, no. no. Not every time, though. He's oh, not going to be in the same truck every yeah, week. Yeah, because Seven. I'm running that for Ankrum, but when Ankrum starts, he'll be 17. And then Natalie's 54 when she oh, races. Oh, so you're and running the 17. So you're running. But if her and Tyler are both there, I'm going to be a different number. <laughs> do we know what the third number is? <laughs> That's going to be a Well, headache. you probably do, but. 15. 15? Oh. Wow. Thanks, Tanner Gray. Oh, man. <laughs> um, anyway, so you're, uh, so you're running the 17 at Atlanta? Yes. Nice. Good. So Good just news. look for 17, 54, or 15. Yeah. 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 Not confusing at all. Uh, so, okay. We got, we got <laughs> through Sauter. We news. got through Ben Rhodes. Yeah. Back to breaking news. Um, we have five Thor Sport trucks on the entry list for the first time since Eldora Speedway last year. Matt Crafton also. Grand M Finger. Yes. And a partial season Snyder. appearance, at least by Myatt Snyder. In the 27, yeah. which is exactly what we said a little while ago. Two for Nice. Yes, we knew that. We did know that. That oh. was announced a couple weeks ago while you were sick. Oh. Under the weather. Sorry. Yes, okay. Timothy Peters has the first three truck races for Nice in the 44 truck. Yep. Cody Efall will be his crew chief in said truck. Um, the couple of other interesting things here is that among the, uh, uh, among the names I was not expecting, this is some news. Rhett Jones Racing will be fielding a truck at Daytona Friday night Four. with their full-time K&N Pro Series East driver, Spencer, Spencer Davis, Davis, behind the wheel. Wow, very and nice. And I'll tell you what, that might just be the capper on one heck of a week for Rhett Jones Racing. They ran third in the ARCA did race Saturday job. with Canadian Grant Quinlan, who did yep. an amazing really job, nice job in that race. Um, so you've got Spencer Davis in the Rhett Jones 82. That's the sec- That's the fourth big piece of news. Piece number five is that Nemco Motorsports has not gone away. All you Nemco fans, they will have two trucks. John Hunter Nemechek, for the first time since I've known him in, in Nemco truck equipment, is not, I repeat, not going to be in the eight. He'll be in the 87, normally piloted by his father, Joe. In the eight will be Angela Rush, formerly known as Ang- Angela Cope. Okay. Is it Ru- is it Roosh. Rush or Roosh? Roosh? Rush. I don't. Or is it Rock? No. It's Ru- it's not a hard. Uh, okay, it's an S. Okay. Yeah. S sound. I, I okay. Tell you what, when I get to Daytona, I'll ask her how to pronounce <laughs> it. How I, about that? I mean, that? it could be silent. At any rate, good to uh, see yes. a pair of Nemco trucks back out. We didn't think John Hunter was going to run in the truck series. This year. No, I really didn't, and I'm happy to see him, at least for Daytona. We yeah. know he's a heck of a drafter, so um, that will be good. On the Xfinity Series side, by the way, <laughs> we have some news over there, too. <laughs> No, uh, not the least of which is uh, there's an SS Greenlight car on the Xfinity entry list for okay. Daytona with a driver who actually made his very first start back in the Bandolero days in this particular number. It will be 08, and it will be Gray Galding behind the wheel of that car. Interesting. Who I believe was in an 08 back when he was a KHI yeah, was development driver number. years ago. That was his original number. That's what I thought. That. Yeah. 
So there's that. Um, we did have a sponsor announcement earlier today, by the way, that IK9 is going to be sponsoring 24 Xfinity races split between Jeffrey Earnhardt, Kyle Busch, and Brandon Jones. Jeffrey is in the 18 at Daytona. And what is the sponsor? IK9. That has to be something to do with a dog? I yes, guess. it does. That's the dog military? I believe so, yes. It's the dog we can look that up. training. I'll okay. look it up in a minute. All right. Um, so that that was a thing that happened Very today. Nice. And, oh, I lost it. You're right. Maybe it is a little bit small for my eyes, Allie. I'm sorry. Oh, that's what it was. Uh, Carl Long, it appears, has purchased the 42 owner points because there is a car number 42 on the Xfinity entry list with John Jackson driving it listed under Motorsports Business Management, which is Carl Long's race hmm. team. Interesting. So it would okay. appear that Carl Long has gotten a hold of the points formerly known as Chip Ganassi Racing. All right. That's pretty much, that, that's pretty much all I got besides Brad Keselowski being in a second Penske car for the opener. Sad face. Oh, really? Why yeah. is that? The Xfinity. Okay. Because I don't like cup so, drivers moonlighting in the Xfinity series. Me neither. Thank you. Then so we Chase Elliott's we have moonlighting. Keselowski, so Chase I don't like him either. Who, who else is besides <laughs> Keselowski and Chase? Who else is moonlighting? That's it. But though, the uh, what? Well, Reddick is a no Reddick. Yeah, Reddick's a full-time mm -hmm. Xfinity yeah. driver, so he okay. doesn't count. Ross just, just Keselowski. Well, Chastain's declared for Xfinity points. He's not a moonlighter. Yeah. Um, just Keselowski and Elliott, but my arg my two cents is that one of those two is going to win the race. So Chase will win. Yeah, Chase will Chase win. Chase will win. In the eight, by the way. Yes, eight. number eight. Number eight. So, um, yeah, it's a sad day when there's not enough cars to fill the Xfinity field, and yet we're going to be sending eight trucks home from Daytona. Well, that's great for the truck series, though, because, boy, it wasn't very long ago, like last year, yeah. that we, we were wondering what the future of the truck series was going to be, and mm -hmm. uh, they've it's it's been this revived. Is this is really good to this see. really so, good. Back to Mr. Alfredo yes, here. And you had a question for I do have a for question him. for him, um, since we were talking about Atlanta a little bit. Um, what's the mindset and expectations from your side going into that first race here in about two weeks two weeks i'd really like to just go learn as much as i can but still obviously perform well and get a solid mm -hmm. finish which in my in my eyes would be a top 10 qualifying effort and a top 10 finish which you know i i don't really know what to think about how the whole race is going to go other than just keep my nose clean learn from the veterans i'll be racing against and even some of the younger guys who just have more experience in the trucks than i do but I think if we find ourselves in the right place at the right time, we'll have the opportunity to, to finish up front or towards the front. I think our test went really well. And obviously, we won't really know where we stack up until all the trucks are there at the track. But I know I got a great group of guys around me that are helping me make the transition and will help me learn as much as I can. It's got to be a strange feeling for you even talking about this. Uh, you know what? What's your goal for the truck race? <laughs> yeah. It's like how he do said I even that. Think he said that, that right off yeah. the top because this I mean, has kind of been fast tracked the last couple of years. It, it just feels like you know, even for you to go down there and you say you know finish the top ten, I think that would be a win. You know, because yeah. you just have so little to judge everything upon as far as except for the one test, which obviously is a single car test. So I'm sure it's going to be very very. Uh, you're going to get initiated pretty quick when they drop the green. Absolutely. It's it's game on from the drop of the green flag or by the time you put the helmet on and strap in. But it's it's still surreal to me, honestly. I think just the way things have gone by so fast. And 
there's a post I want to resurface from my social media about midway through last season where I was saying how it's it's not that you take it for granted. It's just that you get so caught up in the hard work you put in, you know, because right. I don't take I don't take any of this for granted. I know right. how fortunate I am, how blessed I've been, and I just have so many great people around me. But I work so hard to, you know, on my part to try and make the most out of all these opportunities I've been so fortunate to have that I almost just get caught up in, in all that effort. And, you know, I really need to sit back, you know, once a day at least and just go, here I am, like, well, I'm so thankful for whatever because sometimes you just, you know, you just grind every day so you hard. You get so busy being doing the work mm-hmm. that you, you don't take time out to mm-hmm. stop and yes. reflect. Yeah, every, every morning I, I wake up and tell myself – that I do want this. I want to do this so badly. Yeah. You know, this is my passion. It's what I love to do. And I, I want to make a career out of it. But it's like sometimes you just get so caught up in that effort that you don't sit back and go and, you know, or appreciate the, the present or even the past at the time, you know. And, and like I said before, it's, it's kind of confusing because it's a fine line. It's not that you're ungrateful or you don't or you're taking it for granted. It's just that you're almost working so hard all the time because you want it to become this reality that you almost don't realize that it's real you know what i yeah. mean like mm-hmm. you're just so right. focused that yeah. you don't kind of get out of that mindset so i try to do that once in a while and just you know like sitting here now talking about this is just an opportunity for me to reflect back on where mm-hmm. i came from and where i'm headed and it just makes me feel really blessed well and you know again you weren't the typical i started racing at age five and just kept doing it you actually took a break from racing for a little bit to play some other sports absolutely yeah i started racing go-karts when I was little, but just indoor stuff. I mean, you can go do that in your local town or city. A lot of them have indoor yeah. go-kart tracks now. And that's what I did when I was little. It was more so for fun. You know, I grew up a race fan. I watched a cup race every Sunday and even the truck Xfinity cup race, you know, each day or at the time nationwide. And we were watching those as a family and cheering on our favorite drivers, which mine was always Dale Earnhardt Jr. So, you know the story of me driving oh, for yeah. a late model program two years ago. So you could imagine how surreal that was. And then to move on to the K&N Pro Series and now the Gander Outdoors Truck Series all within. Now I'd say I started racing just about four and a half years ago or five years ago yeah. now. So that's just insane to me that, you know, it it really does feel like yesterday because it, it really wasn't that well, long Well, that's ago. what I was – I wanted to make that point because you, you – hadn't race continue you took a break in your ascension since you actually came back and ran a few legends races and then we went southeast limited late model series racing it has been just so quick that it 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 just has to seem like how did i get here so fast and yet here you are going to atlanta in two weeks and i know you've had a lot of people that have helped you along the way and you've got a lot of people now that are helping you uh here's an opportunity so Say some thank yous. Oh, well, first off, just my family for kind of helping me get started in this, you know, as a race fan growing up and to get initiated is my mom and dad, my brother, sister, Brianna, Robbie, and all my friends and family, my cousins and everybody who's just been around, my girlfriend who supports me and is as is, is excited about this year as I am. And obviously our marketing partners, Oxford Energy Group, Seco Building Systems, Mechanic Shop North, JDRF, who we have a partnership with where we raise awareness for type 1 diabetes, a new partnership with the Friends of Jacqueline Foundation, which we'll have a, a larger press release yes. about that soon, which is a huge opportunity for us to help pediatric cancer patients it's in amazing. a phenomenal way. So I'm beyond excited about that as well to now be helping two ends of the spectrum, type 1 diabetes and pediatric cancer. So to be an advocate for both of that yep. is really meaningful for me. 
and I'm really excited about that. And then DGR Crosley, my new team for this year. I've got a bunch of hardworking guys, and we're all pumped to get to the racetrack. Well, Anthony Gee, I would was, never have guessed. <laughs> Anthony was <laughs> one of the first of to sign our Wall of Fame, so uh, he's already done that. His signature is up there. So we need to let Anthony roll on out of here because he's got a flight to Daytona in the morning. So uh, thanks again, bud, for coming thanks. in and being a part of this tonight. We always love having you on. you got an open door. We need to get you on more often because it's fun. We will continue with the second hour of the Stock Car Show. we got Motorsport.com editor Nick DeGroot coming up here pardon me very shortly as soon as i stop coughing more of the stock car show coming back right around the turn you own a performance car and you know how to drive but you want to learn real performance driving well bunky get that car off the street and onto the track summit point motorsports park the mid-atlantic's premier road racing facility located just over an hour from dc in nearby summit point west virginia is the place to go and you'll find that friday at the track is going to give you what you need for less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication but it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Timmy Salamito, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back. To the Stock Car Show, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. If you need anything where it comes to driver safety, driver gear, radios, helmets, seats, shoes, gloves, uh, head and neck restraints, anything like that, HMS Motorsport is the place to go. Just find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. Or you can uh, walk in to one of their two retail locations, either here in Mooresville, North Carolina, or up in um, Danvers, Massachusetts. And with that, we rejoin the show as we prepare for our second hour. And I am really, really excited 
to have Nick DeGroote from motorsport.com on the program because I really appreciate uh, Nick's work and have a lot of respect for him. And we're happy to welcome him for the very first time on the Race Chaser Hotline. Nick DeGroote, welcome to the Stock Car Show and hope you're doing well down there. Doing great. Excited to be here. Thanks for having me on. Well, we're excited to have you. And, uh, of course, we've got myself, Tom Baker, along with Jacob Seelman and Allie Belay and Randy Miller and Chris Murdoch as well. Um, Want to just kind of get right into it. Of course, uh, Daytona, the topic of conversation for the most part over the weekend. And we had two major events going on there. First of all, we had pole qualifying for the Daytona 500. Then we had the Advanced Auto Parts clash and we'll start with qualifying were you at all surprised that the hendrick motorsports uh chevys were at the top of the charts and were you surprised if not that they were at the top that william byron was the driver that ended up on the pole this year yeah i I think no surprise there that hendrick motorsports takes pole for why i believe the fifth consecutive year but i was surprised a bit that it was william byron of the four who took it. I was putting my money on Bowman repeating or Chase Elliott, but it's quite an interesting little story to have William Byron get his first career poll with a new crew chief. I think you guys may have heard of him, Jack and House. <laughs> yes. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And Young I think rookie. it I think I think it was more of a statement for Jack and House really than William Byron to put that twenty four car car on the pole. I would agree with that, Nick, actually, because everybody's been asking, you know, that's been the mantra the entire offseason. What will Chad Knauss do now that he doesn't have Jimmy Johnson? Well, this is exactly what Chad Knauss will do. He's still a great crew chief. Just like I said at the end of the clash on Sunday, Jimmy Johnson is still a great driver. They're just not together anymore. But as Jimmy said, we may actually be better now that we're apart because we had run our course. And I feel like we're already starting to feel that, even if Sunday was a little bit storybook, that perhaps Chad Knauss is the missing link to where William Byron will be able to grow into his own now in year two, and obviously Jimmy and Kevin Mendering clicking easily and going to victory lane, even if there was a tiny bit of controversy there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think you can actually compare it to what happened with Joey Logano, where if you remember when he was a Joe Gibbs racing, I mean, yeah. the 20 car is a great car, but it just it was stagnant. It didn't work. He had to go somewhere else. He had to shake it up. And now look, the 20 car, they won all those races with Matt Kenseth. Eric Jones is doing great in it. Joe Ligano, he's now a champion. I think we could see a similar thing with Daniel Suarez here. Sometimes you just got to shake things up. It doesn't mean somebody's lost it. It just means you sometimes you just got to shake it up and change it. And I think both Chad Knauss and Jimmy Johnson and Hedrick Motorsports as a whole are going to be better for it. You know, one of the, the things that everybody's talking about this weekend is the, the, the fact that, you know, Hendrick dominated the top two rows in, in the Daytona 500 qualifying. But I think one of the bigger stories is the fact that this is the fastest that Chevrolet has been, you know, in, in over a year. I mean, there's been times where they were good last year. Chase won a couple of races. But I think the organization as a whole um, has gotten better this year. And I think the Chevrolets are showing speed early on in Daytona, and that's got to be a good thing for Chevy fans. Oh, yeah. And – uh I think last year with the Camaro, that was a bit of a stepping stone for them, getting used to it. And it may have taken them a full year to get everybody up to speed with it. But I think this year they've already come out of the box swinging. And if Daytona is any indication, I know Daytona is a bit of an outlier, but if it's any indication for the power those Chevys have, I think they're looking pretty good early in this season. 
Do you feel like uh, with the way that you've got new Fords now, we've had the, the Camaros for a year, Toyota obviously has their new deal going. Do you feel like um, we're kind of in a situation where now this could be Chevy's time to step up? I mean, it's hard to judge anything off of Daytona, right? Because it's a plate track and everything's different, but it, it sure feels like this could be Chevrolet's year, at least early in the year, uh, if um, they can stay as strong going to Atlanta as they seem to be at Daytona. Oh, yeah. Uh, Atlanta and Vegas, they're going to be the true indicators of who's got their stuff right. But I think between them having a year with this Camaro, Ford having to adjust with the Mustang, and this new package, which I think is going to really level the playing field because it's new to everybody, I think that's going to give Chevy a prime opportunity to reassert themselves. Probably the best chance they've had uh, since Jimmy's last title in 2016 to get up there and contend again. So I'll ask this, Nick, as we look kind of how things were shaking out. We're not surprised that Hendrick was fast at Daytona. Maybe a little surprised that Chevrolet is as good as they've been so far during speed weeks. Who were you surprised by, whether it was good or bad, from Sunday between qualifying and the clash? Uh, the one team that I was really paying attention to was the 19 of Martin Truex Jr. I mean, if they if you, they didn't change the number, you wouldn't have noticed that that was a different team. <laughs> they, yeah. they just came out of the box like there was no change whatsoever, Martin and Colpern, and they were very strong, the strongest of the JGR cars in qualifying. And you seem fast in drafting practice. So I think uh, I'd have to agree with Ricky Craven. He said this on Fox Sports 1. I think Martin Truex and the 19 team, they're going to be pushing Kyle Busch and uh, the 18 team like they've never been pushed before this year. And I think that's going to, same thing as the Hendrick Motorsports, create make the team stronger. This change, bringing Truex into the fold, shaking things up, I think JGR is going to be stronger for it. I loved the comment, too. I think it was uh, Larry McReynolds that made the point during either practice or qualifying over the course of the weekend that uh, that first competition meeting that everybody had as, a, as Joe Gibbs Racing, the other three crew chiefs were looking at Cole Pern going, okay, we want to know your secrets now. Yeah, what you got? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your turn. Help us. Um, okay, so let's talk about uh, – let's start at least to talk about the clash a little bit because obviously a lot of controversy there. Give us your perspective on what you thought about the race as a whole, not just necessarily the ending. Yeah, if we want to separate the two because it seems like two separate races <laughs> – yeah. The the majority of the race, the single file running on the outside, of course, I don't think anybody was impressed with that. And I, I see some people blaming the package, and yeah, this package could be better. But really, what caused that was the Fords getting together. I'm not blaming them for it. they got to do what they have to do. But the Fords getting together and controlling that race from the outside. And once they line up and they get everybody up there, if you decide to pop out a line, you're going straight to the back. We saw it happen multiple times. So once somebody gets, once a handful of cars get lined up on that outside, it's kind of that. That's what's going to happen. That's what it's going to be until somebody in second or third decides, you know what, I'm going to go for it, and they have no incentive to go for it till we get to the end of the stage or the end of a race. And I'm a little worried we might see that in the Daytona 500. We saw something similar to that with the Storehouse cars at Talladega last year. So. I, 
I don't want to blame them for doing it because it's a smart move. But in that race particularly, it's an exhibition race. So I wasn't quite sure why they were being so careful. I mean, that's the race you should be throwing caution to the wind and going for it, putting on a show. So I hope we don't see it in Daytona, in the Daytona 500, but I definitely didn't understand why we saw it in the clash. Yeah, it was, that was an interesting thing, though I, I'm, I wasn't surprised by it just because, like you said, Stuart Haas Racing did it at Talladega so effectively um, that mm-hmm. you, you almost expect that. And I, we've seen the Toyotas do it in the past as well at different times on the plate tracks. But, um, you know, I think it's natural to want to be with your teammates. My take on, on the race itself in a big-picture sense is that First of all, I think it's gotten too long. This was originally a 50-mile sprint race with 10 laps, an inversion, and 10 more laps. And it, the idea was, you know, as you said, throw caution to the wind and go out there and drive your butt off for 20 laps, try to win a race. And I feel like now with, we, we've gotten, we made the race so long that there's too much time for the drivers to sit back, and there's no incentive for them to really race hard for the lead throughout the race because there's really nothing, there's no lap money or anything there. What are your thoughts on that real quick before we go to break? Oh, yeah. Uh, I definitely think it doesn't have to be 75 laps. I mean, that's three-quarters of the distance of the ARCA race, I believe, 70, 75 yeah. laps. So I think they can, they can cut out that first stage, the segment or whatever they're calling it, and just make it a 40, 50 lap sprint race with maybe one pit stop. And I think, I think that'd be much better for the race moving forward. 40 laps, um, as far as I'm concerned, is plenty. Then you take, you know, take the pit stop out of it. I don't That's think the clash think needs needs a pit stop. No. It's, it's, you know, the clash is basically the ARCA race. It's five laps different from the ARCA race. It's three quarters yeah. of a truck race, as Tom and I were talking about earlier yep. today. Mm-hmm. It. it it's long enough that it gives the guys the opportunity to string out, and that's just not necessary. I've got an yeah. idea for, the, for a format for this that we'll talk about uh, in the next segment. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more with Motorsport.com editor Nick DeGruda's The Stock Car Show, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety, continues around the turn. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. 
But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes on Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, I'm Tyler Reddick, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. And we want to also acknowledge uh, two other members of our Race Chaser advertising family, and they are mycomputercareer.edu and strutmasters.com, and we really are excited to have all of them on board. We continue with tonight's program and continue with Nick DeGroote, our special guest. He is a motorsport.com editor, and he is on the Race Chaser hotline. That would be the telephone. Um, And we're talking racing with Nick and talking Daytona and talking the clash. You know, the, the interesting thing for me about the way this race played out, Nick, and obviously the weather was just awful. I mean, there you you couldn't have really asked for anything worse because every time you get started, you just get into a rhythm and it would rain again, and then you get started again and then it would rain again, and it just seemed like we got to a point where we didn't know if the race was going to stop permanently or whatever, and then you you get to this this point where about twenty to go. And you just start to feel it rev up. And everybody, I, I was thinking that everybody radared to their, or, uh, radioed to their drivers at the same time that rain was like 30 seconds away because everybody just went nuts. Mm-hmm. I, I think beyond that, Jimmy said it. You could see the rain clouds coming out the windshield. Yeah. I don't think they even need to be told. They, uh, they see, sure, okay, yeah. it's here. We, we got to do something now, so... It was really, no pun intended, but the perfect storm for something to happen there because you don't know if the race is ending in turn three this lap, turn one the next lap, or if we're going to go 20 more laps. So they had to go. They had to do something. And of everything that Jimmy may have done wrong in that sequence of events, the one thing he didn't do wrong was going for it because he had to do something. Oh, exactly. No, there's no question that, you know, he had to make a move. Uh, and, and really, you would say that about anybody. If you're going to go, you better do it then because you, you knew that it was minutes away at most uh, that, that we probably weren't going to get, you know, the entire distance left in. Um, Jimmy makes the move and he and Menard get together. And the funniest thing for me about this, and I was saying this before the show, was not so much the fact that Jimmy, you know, went for it and then obviously chaos ensued. But the very first interview that was done, he basically was kind of like, eh, racing deal. Um, you know, I'm here to win. Uh, yeah, I'm just here to win races. Who cares? You know, and, I, and, yeah. and my, my immediate reaction, because you know how the NASCAR fan base, a portion of it can be, they're very WWE kind of mentality, oh, yeah. you know, right? So my first thought is, 
oh my goodness, Jimmy Johnson just turned heel. <laughs> that was that was my initial reaction. It was like you know in in the WWE when the script says okay the good wrestler is gonna you know do something nasty and turn heel. Um, Put on know, the black hat. Yeah, that's what I'm like. My goodness, seven times just turned heel. I mean, let's be fair. Everybody's <laughs> been complaining for years about Jimmy being too vanilla. This was that <laughs> moment where I finally said, "Hey, that's not yeah. vanilla." Yeah. He it, went to the dark side. Yeah. It was just so surprising. It was like the, the New World Order showed up at uh, Daytona or something, and I'm waiting for him to come out this week with the whole Blackbeard kind of <laughs> look that you know, Hulk Hogan and the bunch had. But it was just so surprising. And, of course, you know, look, he is there to win a race. And, and I, I just was kind of like, oh, my gosh, are you kidding me? It's like you'd expect that Jimmy would know how to make that move without – you know, without contact, the people that were blaming Menard were just silly, in my opinion, because if you oh, yeah. watch it close enough, you could tell that the only reason Menard ever got out of shape was because Johnson got into him and 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 turned him. Um, you know, he just didn't leave enough room, and I and, and perhaps didn't anticipate you know the the force of the the side suck, so to speak. But um, you know, it was a it was a crazy. I mean, that was probably the most amazing thing. And then all of a sudden, it starts raining again. And NASCAR just says, okay, we're done. And Jimmy ends up winning the race, basically being rewarded for crashing 90% of the field. <laughs> it's crazy. And then <laughs> is when him and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. became the best of friends. <laughs> yeah. That's a good, it, good point. Yeah. Surprised Ricky didn't walk in and be like, I feel your pain, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and I made the point afterward, it's like if that were Joey Vagano, how much different would the social media reaction have been, you know? Or Kyle Busch. Yeah. Yes. Which comes back to the whole WWE mentality that it depends whether you think the guy's a good guy or a bad guy, how much you're willing to let him get away with, you know, and so it was just a it was certainly a dramatic turn of events. Um, I mean, in all honesty, Nick, could they have possibly finished that race? What if it had never rained was my thought, because you basically have what about five cars left. How's that going to work? Yeah, I think at that point, when you have four or five cars in this case, NASCAR's looking at it and it's like, I, I think we're done here. Yeah, we got lights. Yeah, we could have waited out. But with only four or five cars left, I don't. I don't think there was any reason in, in trying at that point. They got most of the race in, and you're not going to have much of a race with four or five cars. <laughs> no, I mean, how do you even get a dread? Like, how does that even work? It's like they all have to follow each other around for the rest of the race. But it was just an ending that nobody – it was almost like, you know, shooting the sick horse and putting it out of its misery. When that happened, it was kind of like, okay, you know, let's just get out of here before uh, – you know, before anything else happens. Um, but Jimmy gets his first it, it win. Was... And that leads us to um, the opportunity to talk a little bit about next weekend. And since we were talking about the, the Cup Series anyway, we'll start there. Um, you look at the duels coming up on Thursday, and you've got a handful of drivers basically going for two spots that are either going to make the field or they're going to go home of those drivers. I believe there's four of them. Do you yep. have any guesses or your thoughts on who makes it and who goes home out of the duels? Well, I thought it was going to be easy enough. I, I was going to say, well, Ryan Shurex and Parker Kligerman over Brennan gone and Joey Gase, but the way the duels are set up, 
Ryan and Parker are in the same yeah. duel. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be racing against each other. And they've been on Twitter. They got this fr- friendly banter going about how they're going to go after each other in the race because <laughs> they're friends off the track. I, but, yeah. Well, um, hang, yeah. On, hang on a minute, Nick. Let me, let me be clear earlier today that uh, both Parker and Ryan posted on Twitter, our friendship is dissolved this week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, oh, it's boy. over. All right. It's over. Just they turned heel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they turned heel. Yeah, they both turned heel, but only on each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's gonna be that. That ought to be fun to watch. Um, but yeah, I mean, it really is. It's really to me, it's gonna be interesting because it's like I, I made this statement the other day. It's like I don't care how slow you are in a single car run. If you can draft halfway well, what you're really doing is you're just looking to try to be lucky enough to end up near the transfer spot so you can go for it on the last lap. And I feel like um, both Kligerman and, uh, you know, honestly, I think even I would put uh, Joey Gase in this if he can can get himself in the right position. They're all kind of fast enough, I feel like, to at least make a stab at it. So I don't know if you can pick clear favorites here. Oh, yeah, and, you know, all it takes is one wreck, and then everything yeah. changes. So first you got to survive. First you got to make it to the end of that race. Then it's all about, okay, what line do I get in? Right. Yeah, and traditionally I feel like the last couple of years the duels have been run fairly cautiously mm-hmm. by most of mm-hmm. your bigger drivers. Um, but somehow I'm thinking this year that's not necessarily going to happen. No. Um, now- yeah, I think, I think with the limited practice and – the way the class went, you're going to have drivers saying, okay, what's it like to actually race here? Because they don't want to go into the 500 blind, and turns out they, they do the next move like Jimmy, where their first attempt to pass somebody leads to a 20-car wreck. Nick, I want to circle back to uh, what the comment that you and Tom were going back and forth about a minute ago, the, the, the shooting a sick horse uh, moment there when the rain came back for the third time because uh, Kevin Harvick made some comments earlier today on Sirius XM NASCAR radio uh, basically in effect that we need to shoot the sick horse otherwise known as the clash a little bit more than just putting it out of its rain affected misery on Sunday. Kevin's opinion is we just need to shoot it and be done with it and kill the clash completely gone forever goodbye your thoughts? Uh, I can't I think, say I agree with Kevin. I, I was going to say, I think the silence <laughs> there is telling. Yeah, the, the, the race fan in me is like, no, no, you, you want to take you want to take more on track action away from Stevie? No, we need more. We need more race, not less. But I understand where he's coming from because yeah, they tore up a lot of cars there. But I mean, it's nature of the beast. It's how Daytona is, and the only alternative I could think too and i don't know the logistics of it but maybe running the daytona roval uh running the daytona road course in the clash but Mm -hmm. i don't think logistically that would work with how everything is set up for speed weeks with the infield but it is a thought you're you're probably going to tear up less cars that way but no matter where the track or where the race is if it's a pack race you're going to have big wrecks like that it happens some years you get lucky there's none some years you don't and the whole field wrecks like we saw here but i don't think that's cause to just get rid of the race it's been around for so long thank you i think my thought on it is that they need to just go back to the very beginning in what the race was intended for you run 10 laps invert the field run 10 more laps here's my here's my idea for how we format this thing correctly you put 
and you, and you can change these figures any way you want. But let's say you put $50,000 a lap for first, $30,000 a lap for second, and $20,000 a lap for third. And it, it's lap money. And again, you can put whatever numbers in there you want, but you got to make them big enough so there's a clear incentive to race the entire distance. No pit stops, no tire changes, no fuel, no nothing. Line them up, throw the green, and chase, you know, a million bucks or something. Get yourself a, a sponsor and, and make it that way. And then somebody had a great idea on uh, social media earlier that Jacob was telling me about. Why not take the bottom 20 in the standings from last year and do a similar deal for them? For the low buck guys, for bigger money, doesn't have to be clash money, but bigger money. And you, if you did it that way, you actually could do both races in the same day. TV would love it. And... You know, you get yourself an opportunity now to go back and make it a clash again instead of a longer distance race with pit stops. Oh, yeah, I'd love that. I think the the race with the bottom 20 would be much more exciting probably because they want that money and they probably want it a lot more than the guys in the top race. Well, that's it, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just think, you, you know, I think there's a, a way to, to, to get the clash back to what it was meant to be. I feel like the, the current era of NASCAR um, wants to make everything longer. And even the all-star race, I feel like needs a serious uh, shot in yeah. the arm like that. But as we uh, take, step aside for a break, everybody needs to keep in mind, this is the last time we're going to see this package. Mm -hmm. When we go back to Daytona in July, mm -hmm. a whole different deal now with the 219 package. So we'll see what that does. More of the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety right after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car that's right it's a corvette but not just any corvette it's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes on Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. 
With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. Hi, this is John Androsik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm NASCAR driver William Byron. You're listening to Motorsports Madness on PMN, the Performance Motorsports Network. (laughs) Daytona 500 pole sitter William Byron this week. Uh, Welcome back to the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport, the leader in motorsport safety. You should go to the web and you should dial up HMSMotorsport.com for all your driver and team safety needs. They have literally got about anything you could imagine when it comes to driver and team safety. They are experts in their field, so they will help you not only to find the right driver safety products for your type of racing and your size and all of that, but they will help to make sure that you get everything fitted properly as well. Tom Baker, Jacob Seelman, Ali Boulay behind the glass. We have Randy Miller at the audio production controls and Chris Murdoch capably handling video. And on the uh, Race Chaser hotline, we have Nick DeGroote from motorsport.com. And we're glad to have uh, Nick with us. We've been talking Daytona and talking about the clash. And of course, you you move now to the duels and you start talking about the weekend. We, we chatted a little bit about the duels in the last segment. Let's go to the truck race on Friday night. 40 trucks, Nick. This is an encouraging sign for the Gander Outdoors Truck Series. 40 trucks going to Daytona, sending eight of them home. Uh, What are you looking for out of the Truck Series race on Friday night? I would not be surprised if the truck race is the best race of the weekend. (laughs) And that's not something you you just say with Daytona. The the Truck Series, they know how to put on a show. Those trucks are fun to drive. They are great at drafting, and I think that race is going to be quite a show. As for the field, I mean, it's just part of the truck series. I think NASCAR can do a lot when it comes to cutting costs, and they can do better in the truck series too, but it's, it's very telling that they have that many cars that can go, or trucks that can go home because it's financially feasible to enter a, enter a truck race compared to Xfinity and Cup. You've seen all these teams in Xfinity just in the offseason. That have disappeared. It's crazy between Roush Fenway and the 42 team after the DC Solar stuff, and yep. it, you don't see that so much in the truck series. No, actually, you're seeing a bit of a revival. We were worried a year or two ago about the truck series because the car, the truck count had dropped so far that we wondered where is the future of this series. And now we, we were, at least for Daytona, we're sending 40 of them down there. We're sending eight home, and just if you look at 
some of the individual teams like Ty, uh, Young's Motorsports, for example, Tyler Young, they're up to three full-time teams for this year. And you're seeing more out of Nice Motorsports and some of the other teams as well. Really, really encouraging to see that out of the series. I think the new motor package has definitely helped and um, there seems to be a lot of excitement over there. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely agree with that. And I think... NASCAR can learn a lot from the truck series, and they've already learned a bit. Because if you look at this package, it's coming to cup. Now, I'm not that – I'm a bit cautious about it because slowing the cars down, making it more of a pack race makes me a right. bit weary going to tracks like Atlanta, Vegas. But some of the comments I've heard is it drives like the truck series now. The, and if the races are more like the truck races, I mean, that's going to be a win-win for everybody because, like we were just saying, the truck races – Every week, no matter where they are, they put on a show. So the Cup Series is going to be more like that, then that gets me excited. Well, yeah, that's an interesting point. I hadn't really thought too much about that. Jacob, you're actually looking at the uh, NASCAR K&M Pro East Series, and we've just wrapped up that race. We did just wrap it up, and I was going to get some impact from this from you guys here uh, as soon as the checkered flag flew, and a big, big night for Derek Krause, for Bill McAnally Racing. Derek started deep in the field i think 15th he took the green flag in tonight saved his stuff drove all the way through the field and wins at new Smyrna. sixth career knn win first win outright in the east technically there's a half asterisk in the book because he won the combo race at gateway last year but uh first outright nascar knn pro series east victory and i think tom you can start this off but okay this i think is a kind of a pivotal turning point for Derek. He ran a couple of truck races and really impressed at Phoenix at ISM Raceway last fall. But everybody's been asking now for two years, you know, he can win races. Can he put together a championship run? In the West, I believe this, even though it's an East race, is a huge spark to that. He's not started off strong the last two seasons. I think he's got the experience now and the know-how, no pun intended to his sponsor, <laughs> Napa, Napa, know-how. Know-how. To, to get the job done. I really feel like this is Derek's Gnomes time. Gnomes are magic. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Derek, Derek and Ty Gibbs both look like they're 12. Um, they should look like they yeah. should still be in quarter midgets, and here they are running the K&M Pro East Series. Yeah, I think this is very impressive, Nick, for Derek Krause and for, for a lot of the reasons that – Jacob just mentioned because he's been able to run fairly well out west and he's been able to to get to victory lane but you know to to come over here and in the opening race against the best that the east coast has to offer um and we all know there were some high caliber teams now granted he's running for Bill McAnally Racing which is kind of like a cup series team in K&M but um, for me, I think this really gets his season off to a good start and certainly will uh, put him in a bit of spotlight that maybe he hasn't been in before, even though he is a part of the NASCAR Next program as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, this is probably his biggest one yet to come out here at New Smyrna, beat guys like Ty Gibbs, uh, Haley Deegan, and some other very no- noticeable names in that race and come out and win it like that. Hopefully it turns some heads because, like you said, the few opportunities he's had in the Truck Series, very impressive. And I've been waiting for a couple years now. It's like, okay, when is he going to get his chance? When is he going to get at that opportunity? Because he's just one of those names on a long, unfortunately long list of drivers where you say, they got the talent, yep. they just need the opportunity. And you, I think this 
hopefully catapults him to maybe some more opportunities and gets him a chance to really show what he can do in the national divisions. Yeah, I would think so, too. So uh, good job for Derek Krause. You got a, like a top five for us there? Yes. So uh, Derek Krause wins the race over Ty Gibbs, by the way. Uh, and and yeah. the uh, the comment that I made <laughs> right as Derek took the so – Oh, the irony. Derek took the lead with 40 – coming to 41 laps to go. And that was right after Ty Gibbs and uh, at that point Colin Garrett, Colin Garrett. were, uh, in, in the words of our friend, good friend Matt Weaver, beating the hell out of each other for the race lead. <laughs> uh, Derek kind of just drove through on the bottom and said, pass you both very much, thanks. Um, Kraus gets the win. Ty Gibbs second, and I'm scrolling, uh, scrolling back to my. Kenny Schrader here. would say they were arguing yeah. over space. They, no, they were arguing over space. Yeah. Absolutely, that's, that's the Ken Schrader uh, way of of doing that. Uh, when you get the Bra- yes, Brandon McReynolds third, Sam Mayer fourth for, in his debut for in his, GMS in his racing debut with GMS, and Anthony Sergi for wow. Ben uh, in a Ben Kennedy Racing entry completes the top oh. five and Sergey nice. uh, actually won the opening night of the super late model World Series of Asphalt back a couple nights ago at New Smyrna so it's been a very good week for Anthony so far that's good stuff so uh, some impressive young kids in the KN series and oh I want to add this too by the way uh, I Favorite part of the uh, the post race there. No more did Derek Krause take the checkered flag. And uh, for those who haven't heard Derek Krause on this show, every time he comes on, he reminds us that he's from Stratford, Wisconsin. Polish victory lap tonight in honor of fellow Wisconsinite and recently nice. inducted NASCAR Hall of Fame member Alan Kowicki. Very I nice. Just, that that to me was cool. That's very cool. Nice touch. Um, so quickly back to. The truck series. Uh, let's go around the table here while we've got a couple of minutes left, and we'll obviously uh, have Nick on, in on this as well. For the truck series race at Daytona, and I'm going to start with Jacob on oh, this please. one. please. Pick a winner. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to go with the guy who uh, at, we know as of tonight just got himself a ride and is also the winningest driver in NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series history at Daytona International Speedway. He's going to get himself, I'm going to kick myself if I'm wrong about this number, win number four at Daytona, Johnny Sauter. 13 to victory lane. 13, not going to be bad luck for Johnny Sauter. He's won in the 13 at Daytona Has before. He? Okay. Yeah. So Johnny gets the win according to Jacob. Ellie, do you want to fashion a pick in the truck series? He took my pick. Well, you can agree. I'm going to go with Sauter. Okay, so two two for Johnny Sauter. Randy Miller. Uh, I, I envision a, a similar situation to the clash and everybody wrecks. And since Matt Crafton is <laughs> one of the slowest guys last year, he's going to be in the back and miss the wreck and win. So there you go. So I pick <laughs> Wow, okay. Yes. Randy is really optimistic. I about am. I'm optimistic. Okay. Uh, Nick DeGroote, go ahead, bud. Well, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but my initial thoughts were going to be Johnny because, I mean, with the situation that's put him into that Thor Sport truck, I think he's going to be driving angry. And when Johnny gets angry, he usually gets quicker. So that's somebody that I would put my money on. But for the sake of argument, I will go to another Thor Sport truck and say Ben Rhodes. Hey, there we go. uh, Ben Rhodes, he's a good plate racer, and I think he can go up there and make some noise. 
99 for the win. Okay. Um, so I'm actually going to ask Jacob a question here. And then but, Hang on. By the way, I lied about something a minute ago. Quick, um, correct it. I, yes, Quickly. I did not lie about Johnny going for Daytona win number four. I had that right. I was wrong about uh, Thor Sport, though. I uh, somehow forgot that his first Daytona win came the race after they changed his number from 13 to 98 because Mike Kerb. Okay, so um, with that, I'm going to skip the question for Jacob in the build-up to this. Sorry. I'm just going <laughs> to say, you're all wrong. The defending champion of the truck series is going to get a win at Daytona this year. Brett Moffitt does it at Daytona out of the box mm. for his new employer in the former Johnny Sauter-driven truck. Which has won two of the last three Daytona That's truck correct. races, oh, by the way. And Brett Moffitt will make it uh, three of the last four as he gets the win on Friday night. When we come back, we are going to pick Xfinity and Cup. It is our lightning round. We're also going to all go around and pick final four for the Cup Series. <laughs> before we even have year, one race? Before Daytona. Right. Wow. We're going for it because... Right. We're nuts like that. Like Jimmy Johnson on the final lap of the clash. This is the stock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a train wreck just like that. This yes. is the stock car show. We'll be right back. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, 
you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Matt Tift, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. not flinching welcome welcome back to the stock car show presented by hms motorsport and a nod also to mycomputercareer.edu and strutmasters.com and joining us on the set here hi chris wait randy (laughs) crossing the back make it work meridian hold hold, hold on have to, have Ran, to do Ran, some magic yeah, here. Randy has to work some magic okay. and yeah. unhook his microphone. We'll, we'll, get, yeah, we'll get we'll Chris on, on in a moment. Let <laughs> me just say, welcome back to the Stock Car Show. Tom Baker, Jacob Seelman, Ali Belay. Now we have Chris Murdoch, our uh, video uh, specialist here, who uh, produces on the video side all show long and is uh, now joining us on the set to give his pick for the uh, Truck Series event before we go to Xfinity, then Cup. We have Randy Miller over there behind the glass as well. Chris, uh, your Truck Series pick for Friday night. Harrison. Double dip. Harrison, double dip. Wow. Double dip. I I like it. I just think it would be fun. It would be great fun. It it would be fun to see the Kim Cam back. The Kim Cam makes an appearance every time Harrison Burton's in contention. The the Kim Cam was it. the Kim Cam was pretty wild uh, the, over the Arca race uh, broadcast at the end there when Harrison was was taking the checkered flag. Okay, so we have Nick DeGroot with us from Motorsport.com via the Race Chaser Hotline. We're going to move now to the Xfinity Series, which races on Saturday next week, and uh, we'll start with Randy this time. Who is your Xfinity Series pick? Hold on, because I have to switch microphones back and forth. Um, so for the Xfinity <laughs> series, um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Christopher Bell because he's won everything else this winter. So why not just keep going and win the Xfinity race too? So well, why not? Okay, why not? Uh, we'll let our special guest Nick DeGroot get in on this. Well, I think like last year, the Cup drivers—they're probably gonna dominate that race and put on a show until, of course, the inevitable wreck takes guys like Chase Elliott and Brakasovsky out of it. And I think <laughs> when that happens. Now, bear, bear with me here. I think Ross Chastain may take a surprise win this Saturday. Oh, my goodness. Now, is Ross? He's, is <laughs> he's he in the, the calling car. In the calling car yeah. this weekend. Okay, because we, we got we to gotta look at the scorecard each week because Ross is kind of bouncing back a little bit yeah. between Agreed. the J.D. Motorsports, JD Motorsports 4 car, the colleague, what number is that? Ten. Ten. And... Well, is he driving there a third one in there somewhere? He's no, doing just trucks those two? and cup. Yeah, trucks with Nice and uh, cup, cup with, with premium. premium. Yeah. Okay. So, so Ross is running everything this week. Yeah, so he's going to be in the colleague yeah. car. Okay, so wow, Ross Chastain for the win at Daytona. Jacob? In Xfinity? <laughs> Put 38 names in a hat and pick one. No, I, that's a cop-out. <laughs> um, <sighs> yeah. You, we'll let you out a of the two-inch slip, but not zero. Yeah, but yes. not, not zero. That's the same so, in any division at Daytona. You know what? I'm going to actually uh, – no, who am I kidding? Two-inch limb all the way. Chase Elliott wins. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice bit of suspense there. Yeah. Okay, no, I would believe. You want to pick one? Um, 
as much as I would love to see watermelon in Victory Lane. Well, no, it's, not wa- it's not watermelon. I know it's not watermelon, it's watermelon but I mean, he's 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 known as the watermelon. King. Nick has faith. Nick has faith. Um, yeah, I have faith. Where's your faith? I mean, I've, I had faith. Like I had him going for the Xfinity Series championship with Chip Ganassi Racing, and yes. then that whole FBI DC Solar thing happened. So yeah, um, I'm actually gonna go with someone that I've never picked before. I'm actually gonna go with Michael Annette. Oh wow, Ooh, he's good in the draft. Wow, wow, that would be that is not a two-inch limb. We need to teach Jacob how to go as far out on the limb as Allie just went. Oh, wait till we get to the Cup Series. I'm going to uh, let Chris go before I finish up with the Xfinity Series. Who is your Xfinity Series pick, Mr. Murdoch? It's not really. No, you we'll can't get Chris's go. mic working, yeah. and then we'll go back to him. I'm going to. Here's the irony of this. I thought I was actually going to have the way upset pick, and then of course. Uh, Ellie went out there with Michael Annette, and I think Nick going with colleague. And see, I was going the other way with colleague racing, and I was actually going to pick Justin Haley to get the win That's acceptable. in his Xfinity Series That's a- debut. No, it's not his Xfinity Series debut. You lied. With colleague. With colleague. Yeah, not, not That's pe- what I meant. Okay. That was my point with Colleague Racing. Yeah, because he filled so, in for Spencer Gallagher in the 23. So now before. Nick and I have got dueling and Colleague And technically cars. won the last time he was at Daytona yeah. until NASCAR yeah, took some, it away. Someone say yeah. he's already won here. Well, yeah. He, he has uh, already won I, here. I, Nick, I would you be one correct. Of those. He's already won here. Don't at me. I would be one uh. of those, actually. <laughs> okay. Chris Murdoch, we'll try um, again. I think I will go with somebody who I think will – be off and be a contender for the championship this year. The car that won last year, but it's got a different driver, Noah Gregson in the nine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there is that. Tyler Reddick did win by four ten thousand for the second. <laughs> Noah Gregson making his debut for Junior Motorsports in this one, and certainly he is going to be very tough at Daytona. It's a good, uh, definitely a good pick for Murdoch. Okay, we move on now to the Cup Series of the Daytona 500, and I think this time, because I can, and while Chris's mic is still working, <laughs> we're going to go with Chris Murdoch. Uh, Daytona 500. Dun, dun, dun. Um, I'm going to go with Kurt Busch. Well, you tried that for the clash or, or, or for the it, poll. It didn't quite work out. So it um, almost worked. Almost worked. Yeah, but almost he finished second. Almost only counts in horseshoes I and hand grenades. Okay, know. Nick DeGroote, we'll let you go next. Who's your pick for the Daytona 500, bud? Uh, I think this is the media side of me coming out because it would just be such a good story. But he won Talladega last year. He won the Daytona 499, <laughs> and that's Eric Amarola. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Amarola yes. for the That win, is absolutely Alex. the media that's side a, in you, Nick. Uh, I love it. Well, <laughs> well, it's also a darn good pick. Okay. Yes, it is. Uh, we'll let Randy switch back to – we've got to do some switching between Chris and Randy's uh, settings on the board. So we'll let Randy do that. I'll go to Allie. Kurt Busch. Two for Two Kurt for Bush. Kurt Bush. Wow. Okay. Randy, are you ready there? It's time uh, to, for to my credit, I'm pretty you. quick about switching those things. So okay. I was actually okay. ready right after Chris and right. talking. But anyway, um, I picked um, Eric Jones in the clash, and you know, unfortunately he didn't win. So I'm going to pick him in the 500 instead. So my pick is Eric Jones. Going to roll with Eric till he gets him a win. Well, to, to be clear, I was actually going to go out on like an 18-foot limb and pick Matt DiBenedetto. Ah, you should have done it. Oh, can so you? he's going to be my backup pick just in case okay. Jimmy Johnson wrecks the field. I'm going to pick Matt. 
What I want to know is, go ahead, Allie. Can we do backup picks? My backup pick is Corey LaJoy because his face is on the hood of the car. No. Can you imagine seeing that in in the Daytona Museum? No. With that technically. With Old Spice. Oh, that'd be too good. For 365 days. For 365 days, you get to see Corey Corey LaJoy. My question, would that technically count as Corey going to victory lane twice? Yes. Yes. Okay. He should get two playoff points. Yeah, two, because play, exactly. two playoff points. What was it? Weren't we yelling about how many flips there were in the Chili Bowl? Yes. 75. This would count as um, Corey LaJoy being in victory lane twice. It would <laughs> be a Corey <laughs> count. Okay. Um, well, here's the deal with Daytona because we all know that the Fords – in the last couple of years have shown that they can race probably better than anyone else. And we know what they Uh did in the clash. That's why I'm going to skip all the Fords because I agree (laughs) with Nick. There's going to be a big crash. That's going to take out about half the field and probably two or three of the biggest Fords. I'm actually going with a Chevy in the Daytona 500 and check this out. I have the media story. William Byron for the sweep. He's going to win. Not only is he going to win the pole, he's going to win his duel, and he's going to win the 500. He's not going to win his duel because they're going to tell him to hang at the back like Bowman did. Well, (laughs) I mean, if they actually Uh, let him race, I think he wins all three. He's over 21 now, so he can actually, like, drink a – a beer. But he yes, won't. He'll drink milk. He, yeah. He, yeah, he 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 won't because I don't I don't know that William I don't know that William would be comfortable in a bar. We were having that discussion with the whole him and Chad Knauss actually going out to celebrate. All right. So real quick, while we got a couple of minutes left here, I'm going to go around the table. Wait, you didn't even let me make my oh, 500. Quickly, pick. we got Gosh. three minutes. Okay. So me for the 500. You're wrong, by the way. Yeah, bypassing you always all the, say that. Bypassing all the you Fords. You said that is, last week yes. for qualifying. Okay, just just make your pick. Bypassing the Fords <laughs> is a mistake. I have the media story. Redemption. He got wrecked in the clash. He's going to win the Wood Brothers, their oh, sixth wow. Daytona oh. 500. Paul Menard only wins if, the Great American only Race. Only if Jimmy in running second. Okay, so we're going to go now final four. Wow. Final four, so this is the final four for Homestead. Nick, you get to start this one off. All right, so my first three are easy enough. Harvick, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr. They're going to take three of them, but the fourth spot, this is going to make a lot of viewers happy. I truly believe Chase Elliott has a shot at making the final four this year. (laughs) Interesting. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, Jacob. All right. Nick's got two of my four. Um Martin Truex, Kevin Harvick. I believe Martin Truex shows Kyle Busch up this year. Kyle Busch gets frustrated trying to beat Truex and beats himself. My other two for the final four actually are both Hendrick cars, Chase Elliott and Jimmy Johnson. Okay, I'll go. And I'm actually going to say the final four are going to be four, count them, four Fords. I'm going with (laughs) Kevin Harvick. I'm going with... His teammate, Clint Boyer, to make the final four. And I'm going with Joey Logano and Brad Keselowski. Four forwards of the final four for the championship. Uh, so I guess that's on me now. So yes. I guess yeah. I will go. I'm going to go two Chevys. I'm going to go Alex Bowman, Chase Elliott, uh, Martin Truex Jr., Kevin Harvick. Okay. Allie. Allie. I'm going to go with Kurt Busch. I can't believe I'm saying this. Jimmy Johnson. Hey, I said it first. Yeah, but I'm not a big Jimmy Johnson fan. Quickly. Um, 
with Martin Truex Jr. and Kevin Harvick. Okay. Okay. So uh, we'll uh, hopefully we will have. Did you Nick let Randy? Back. Oh, Randy, go ahead. Real Sorry, fast. I forgot we missed you. I feel like it's like a repeat thing in here. Uh, I'm going with uh, Jimmy Johnson, Martin Truex, Kurt Busch, Joey Logano. Ten four. So. Interesting. I think we all feel like Kurt Busch has got a great shot. Okay, yes. Nick DeGroote, thanks, bud. We really appreciate having you on. We'd love to have you back again soon if you would come back with us. Oh, I'd love to, guys. This is fun. All right, so that's Nick DeGroote from motorsport.com, and that about closes us up for an exciting edition of the Stock Car Show. Thanks to all of our sponsors. Thanks to PMN Radio, our host uh, network here, and all of our uh, avenues of uh, distribution for Jacob Seelman, Ali Boulay, for Randy Miller and Chris Murdoch, and our special guests of the evening, Anthony Alfredo and Nick DeGroote. I'm Tom Baker. So long for now. Until we meet again, we might just see you at the racetrack. Good, Good night. night. You've been listening to the Stock Car Show on the Performance Motorsports Network. Stay tuned to Performance Motorsports Network for more race talk. For the latest motorsports news, visit racechaseronline.com. The Stock Car Show is a copyrighted production of the Performance Motorsports Network. www.performancemotorsportsnetwork.com. A member of the Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated and may not be rebroadcast, replicated, or saved in any media without the explicit written permission of PMN. Check out our Facebook page or our section on the PMN website. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, co-host, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect those of the management and ownership of either the Performance Motorsports Network or Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated, the advertisers, or the marketing partners. Be listening again next week when the Stock Car Show returns on Thursday night at 7 Eastern. Until then, stay tuned for more great motorsports programming on the Performance Motorsports Network.